You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery, and by the Pilot Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only hot child in the city podcast. No! I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser as Fuck usual, off. and I gave him absolutely no warning that was coming as a... Uh, I just felt like pushing John's buttons to open the show today. I don't really know Thank why. Thank you. But thanks, thanks, thanks. thanks I, 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 was, I saw your tweet again. I know we've talked about your disdain for this song. And <laughs> it's recently made me think of if this podcast had any sort of revenue stream that we actually worked for. And we actually like monetized this thing. I would probably find a way to pay for the rights to use that song sometimes just to annoy you. <laughs> it can't be that expensive, right? Like, come on. Nobody wants – there's a reason it's played on every classic rock station everywhere. It's cheap and it's CanCon and it's like – Like, just saying the words gets it stuck in my head. And here I thought we had a different open for the show that was going to be a lot of fun, and I was focusing on that. I was looking at numbers and stats, and you – Fucking hit me with a hot child in the city. And yes, I have dropped two F-bombs in the opening minute of the show because of that terrible song. Yeah. Uh, so we have a few things we'll get to today. Uh, not a whole bunch, really, quite honestly. Obviously, the Riders coming off by week. Uh, they will face the Edmonton Elks on Thursday night, likely today by the time you listen to this. Or maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. Who knows? Um, <laughs> hopefully, what we're about to talk about today will remain somewhat relevant. Um or it'll be the ultimate edition of the Fraser Curse. I would say even if the Elks win, it remains relevant because one game doesn't really change a whole lot. But anyway. No, that's that's fair. We are still looking big picture like we like to do. And mm-hmm. alternate realities and multiverses. Another exactly. one of my jams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to talk about a, a thought that has been in my head for a little while now. How I believe the Riders actually benefited from Chris Jones going to the NFL. Yes. So we yes. will get into that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, the league deciding that they apparently don't really care about Canada Day all that much. Uh, yeah. 
That's uh, some genius decision making. Yeah. Uh, what is always a genius decision making, dis- though, John, is of course our love for house shorts. Yes, something that you converted me to many years ago and have not given up. So those of you new to the program, yes. um, Joel and I are both famous for any time of the year, be it winter, be it the middle of summer, as soon as we come home, we change into like comfy athletic shorts. Mm-hmm. And it was Joel that got me onto this. I used to wear like shorts with a belt and I used yeah. to like, or wear jeans around the house just after work, something more casual. And then you're like, no, no, no. So the first time I came to visit, I'm like, dude, it's cold. Why are you wearing shorts? You're like, they're my house shorts. And so that, <laughs> I, I took that. Was it when you came to the... visit or was it the first time I was up there for the spiel? Oh. I feel not... like the, the time you came to visit that I remember last, I probably was still wearing pants to some degree because I had to drive you to the hockey game in minus 30 degree weather. Right. But that was the only time you put pants on. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Right, so that might have made it more noticeable. But no, I remember, and the Bond mm-hmm. Spiel was just... See, in the Bond Spiel, you would have been wearing pants most of the time because before Pile of Bones jumped on board with all the beer they gave us, we just kind of hung out at the rink, right? Um, so I think it was one of the times I came down to visit. But irregardless, yeah. highly recommended. People people Absolutely. that are too sweaty for sweatpants, throw on some shorts when you get home, change your life. So the other day, Lacey's at Costco. And... Some of the, you know, things that make a house short a house short is the elastic waist mm-hmm. and, and generally the strings to tie things up. So and a, lace, and a relatively light material. Yes, a light, mm-hmm. comfy material, even though I do have like a slightly thicker pair of house shorts for the winter. There's some Under Armour ones. They're great. So typically what makes a house short, you don't have to wear a belt with it. It's comfortable. It's stretchy. So, you know, when you have one too many beers doing the podcast and you're all bloated, you don't really feel it. So... Lacey comes home and she lays down on my bed two different pairs of shorts and they're nice looking shorts and I noticed they have the little tie-ups and I said oh are these some new house shorts she goes no they're going out shorts I <laughs> they look like house shorts so here I am intrigued I've been told that these are specifically don't wear them around the house shorts I said no but they're comfy or sexy house shorts whatever way you want to look at them so I throw them on Joel Gaston and mm-hmm. my life has changed my life has completely changed because now these are my specific going out shorts, but they feel and look like house shorts. Mm-hmm. They're at Costco. I don't even know which brand makes them. I'd have to look back at the, the photo I sent you. Uh, Hang 10, which would make sense. Comfy vibes, all good. But uh, yeah, uh, you throw a little shirt on that hides the elastic band and all of a sudden you are wearing classy house shorts. And this is not like I've given up like going out in public with Crocs and dirty sweatpants. Mm. I mean, I I do admit that I wear my house shorts outside of the house fairly regularly in the summer. Um, Right, but not... Easily walking the dog, going to the grocery store, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but not like... Not if you and Jenny were going out for a drink, you wouldn't wear house shorts. Probably not, no. But now, you can... (laughs) You can have all yeah. the comfort of house shorts with some date night shorts and being as one of my few good physical features is my Phil Mickelson-esque calves, I can really bring the heat now on date night while in comfort. So uh, A, try house shorts. B, find these hang 10 shorts if you can at Costco. Life-changing. Life-changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I we will always till... endorse the house short lifestyle, and I think it's 
it is a sign of basically not that we've not used the words given up, but eventually you reach a point in your life where you realize that comfort is far more important than anything else. And, yes. you know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm married. I got a kid. Now, who do I have to impress when I leave the house? I mean, I, I don't want to stole one. I'm not, not going to wear like raggedy, dirty stuff on purpose. But yeah, if I'm not going to put on, you know, a quote unquote, nice pair of pants or even a nice pair of shorts. So what? <laughs> You but <laughs> see, okay, there is there is like one place though. There's like two places you're allowed to still look raggedy though. Okay, one's the hardware store. Yeah, I mean, I rarely ever go there, but yeah. <laughs> well, neither do I. But it's like I'm in the middle of like cutting the lawn, and I'm like, oh, the whippersnipper's out of string, and you go and you pick up your string, and everybody in there is well, like, I mean, fair enough. Half the contractors come in covered in dust and paint and whatever, right? So. And most people come in because you're like, oh, shit, I forgot part X, Y, or Z, or I mm-hmm. need this. So you go in and whatever you're wearing. Number two is the liquor store. And the reason I say that as well is because the same guy you just ran into at the co-op hardware store, <laughs> grabbing that bucket of paint that he's short on, often goes to the liquor store afterwards, still there to grab the beers. Or if you're moving or something, grabbing the beers, always acceptable uh, to look like a hobo uh, when you go to the liquor store. And you work at a liquor store. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, I like I feel like in a liquor store, you go in, especially like like I know I'm famous for going in after my work day on Friday. Yeah. And I'm still in my like, you know, like presentable clothes and Toyota golf shirt. And mm-hmm. you have everywhere from like guy that just finished sanding his deck mm-hmm. to girls that are done to the nines about to go out and puke outside of a bar someplace. So um, it really is the ultimate melting pot and an acceptable place for those. So I, I, if you, you have any other suggestions where you can just be like ratty and throw in whatever other than the hardware store and the liquor store, I would love to hear them. Uh, Dave, Jock, Doug, and Granny. I mean, it would still be an upgrade at Walmart. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. Walmart, is it acceptable or do you just like, is it just graded on a curve? Like you, you, you and walk me in showing there, up. You, you walk in there and sort of, because I have like a nicer pair of house shorts and a pair of house shorts that are kind of falling apart a little bit. I think if I showed up in like the nicer house shorts and like this plain white t-shirt I'm wearing, someone would be like, oh, you fancy. I would agree. I <laughs> Like to pull off the Walmart, you need, um, you need the shorts that have mysterious stains. Uh, perhaps a shirt that also has even more mysterious stains. And somehow, one is too large and one is too small. All at the same time. Oh, and Crocs. Crocs are the ultimate sign that you've given up. Mm. You know who hasn't given up? Who? I don't know. I was just writing your transition <laughs> for you. <laughs> I thought you were actually asking a question. Oh, no, no. Uh, I was just, you know, sorry. I still I still have it in my system from, you know, hosting while you were gone, mm-hmm. having a child when I had to carry this with Greg and the listens went way down and it sounded way shittier than we normally do. Uh, so <laughs> I just still kind of in there. Plus, plus with the technical issues we had, uh, I'm on my third beer already tonight. Mm, fair enough. And a um, glass of wine. Yeah, I mean, Elks fans may be close to giving up. We don't know. Uh, so we will talk about sort of their head coach and general manager and VP of all things football and whether uh, the Riders are better off without him. And, of course, we're going to talk a little bit about the CFL and Canada Day. But for that, as usual, John, uh, for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what is in the glass this week? Can't go wrong when it's on sale. We'll go with the official beer of the podcast, Pile of Bones White IPA. 
which uh, a big reason why Pile of Bones is expanding is to keep up demand. And uh, speaking of that, exciting no, no uh, bleh, exciting news out of the sponsor today. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't have to do an ad read there. Um, a merger with Nokomis Craft Tales. Yeah, them and Nokomis basically uh, merging some business operations. They'll continue to act independently. Um, Pile of Bones will do their thing. Nokomis will do their thing. Just some sort of stuff behind the scenes will kind of work more in cohesion together and uh, hopefully uh, make it easier to get beer on more shelves, essentially. Yes. Well, I mean, when you're when you're expanding your facility, I think that's probably got something to do with it. But, uh, hey, more Nokomis, more Pile of Bones, uh, the better, especially if they keep making oopsies uh, like they did with the Fruit Loop. Uh, so... Okay, as an aside, so mm-hmm. beer of the podcast. So last weekend, I'm in small town Saskatchewan. Uh-huh. Uh, mostly DDing, but even at that, you know, you, you got a long shift during the day. You're still sipping a couple beers here and there, you know, keeping it below the .04. And I hit a point on our drive back from Engelfeld to Humboldt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, a liquor store better be open because I cannot stomach one more industrial beer today. I just hit the point, and I know this sounds bougie AF. Uh, <laughs> oh, you fancy. But like, I, I am fancy. <laughs> but walking into the Sobeys Liquor Store, which on Canada Day, unlike the CFL, was open till 11 o'clock at night in mm-hmm. Humboldt, grabbing the Fruit Loop uh, Sour, which was like, where you've been drinking shitty industrial beer the whole day and just taste the sugar in it yep. to go to the Fruit Loop. Game changer. Mm-hmm. Game changer. Absolutely. Uh, for me, no sugar for me as well. Um, I have a can of me, the Zero Sugar Lucky Bastard Saskatoon Berry Iced Tea. Uh, oh. Of course, big thanks to our other sponsors uh, for the hookup there. Uh, just light. It's easy drinking. Every once in a while, you just every once in a while you need that mix-up of something that isn't beer. And yes. I think the Saskatoon Berry just adds the light, sort of the nice sort of light flavor to it without it being like too iced tea or too mm-hmm. whatever flavor they're trying to put into an iced tea, if you know what I mean. Right, it's 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 tart. That's the best way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. not sweet. No, it's tart without being sour, uh, and uh, both sippable and highly crushable. Uh, let me, I can tell you the kind of shape I was in at the Riders' home opener, thanks to those things. <laughs> yeah, we saw you on TV. Oh yeah, yeah, I was in fine form. <laughs> I found photos from that night too that also show what fine form it is. Put it this way, I was. Um, Dancing on the party bus with everybody might have touched the wrong bum at one point. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Classy man when I'm hammered. <laughs> I mean, are you when you're sober? No, neither. That classier when I'm soberer? Maybe. Borderline, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. I can kind of keep my shit together when I'm sober. <laughs> the rare occasions that happens. Except during the workday. During the workday, I'm 100% sober, just to clear that up, Darren. Gotta got got sell that undercoating, right? So, <laughs> I do. It's very valuable in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Warranty is always a great idea, too. <sighs> I wonder if the Edmonton Elks wish they got the extended warranty on Chris Jones. <laughs> I couldn't tell which direction you were going to go with that. I gave you about three, and I'm glad you took yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, and I guess they kind of do, because um, according to Three Down Nation, um, he's basically on a s- series of consecutive one-year contracts, which basically give them an out every year if they would like. And I guess Chris Jones's history has kind of brought this upon himself because he has a tendency to do a job for a couple of years and then bolt for something else. 
So right. Edmonton didn't want to be left hang- holding the bag on that one, and uh, don't blame them, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And they also wanted to make sure um, um, his sort of off-field reputation that has been known to follow him, shall we say, uh, should something arise there, they had a pretty easy out that wasn't going to screw their stupid football operations cap. Right. Um, and... I don't know. I I know there's discussions out of Edmonton right now that uh, it's too early and, you know, maybe, you know, there are still Chris Jones still has his supporters out there and that's fine. Um, Are his supporters the same people that suggest uh, (sighs) quite constantly on Twitter that they should change the name back? Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot from that specific individual, but there's there's been some others. Um, And it's just it's mysterious to me. Like, I understand that Chris Jones has been a a pretty good coach in this league for a long time. Yes. And he certainly earned some leash in some regard for that reason. Yes. And I don't think it necessarily even means that this year, in order for him to be safe, the Edmonton Elks had to be, like, great. There just had to be, you know, sort of a sign, something. Is there any sort of rebuild? Because we all knew, like, like his first year with the Riders, it was a complete teardown, and basically the entire year was a training camp to see who may be back the next year. Right. And so that was definitely what happened in Edmonton last year as well. And you, But generally speaking, after you do that, you would hope heading into year two, you would sort of start to see some sort of idea, some sort of plan that the fans can get behind to say, okay, mm-hmm. we're not good yet, but X. Right. And when it comes to the Edmonton Elks, and I know they're playing the Riders this week, and even if the Elks are to win this game on Thursday night at Mosaic Stadium, I don't think this changes any of it. Because one game sample size means absolutely nothing to me. And quite frankly, probably if the Elks win, it's because the Riders shot themselves in the foot. Yes. Or and play down to their opponent, yeah, which they tend which to been do in the Craig Dickinson do. era. Yeah, which yes. they've been known to do. And right now I'm just struggling to figure out what exactly the Edmonton Elks identity is that they can hold themselves to. And it doesn't have to be much. It could literally be anything. It could be either, oh, this quarterback's really good. Uh, we do this well offensively. Our defense can do this. Right now, they don't even have a kicker that can kick a 50-yard field goal. <laughs> well, they, so, rele- they released so what one. what is there for Elks fans to be optimistic about, about where this franchise on the field is going? Uh, as as I talked to one of my uh, one of my friends, Adam Brills, who's a diehard Elks fan, um, it doesn't sound like there's anything. Even in the dark days of Saskatchewan the mm-hmm. past few years, you've been at least been able to say the defense is really good. You know, they've got Brett Lowther. They've got some consistency there. It just comes down to the offense and some injuries, right? Last year, the defense wasn't as good, and things kind of fell off the map. So, yeah, I don't – I look at that Elks roster, especially with a uh, a, a cursed Cornelius. Your uh, boy. Courtesy of my boy. Uh, no, I cursed him. <laughs> hey, he's starting again. Watch him tear it up. Watch him just run for 150 yards and tear it up. I mean, if, that'll if, be the... if Steve McAdoo is smart, yeah, they'll have him running all over the place because that seems to be when he's at his most effective. Right, but, but Steve, yeah. Matt, we've seen firsthand Steve McAdoo in this province, and um, yeah, there's yep. that. So I don't know if there is anything. You look at the roster and the amount of people, like just just skimming through it for talking about this, the amount of people you look at, the amount of players you look at and go, oh, he's still a thing? You know, like, like it's almost like bizarro Bill Belichick, where Bill Belichick will let a guy go a year before he's passed his prime. Yeah, he might... I mean, John Huffnagel did that to how many guys? Right. Well, that's exactly it. Huffnagel lets go of a guy 
Uh, Belichick lets go of these these guys. They might have one, maybe one and a half good seasons left in them, and then it's just off a cliff. It's like Chris Jones is doing the exact opposite thing. Mm-hmm. You look at well, the main... I mean, his, his defense especially is littered with guys he signed in Saskatchewan five years ago. That's it. And they were good in Saskatchewan five yep. years ago. Absolutely. At the time, they were great signings. Five years later, if you're still signing the same guys. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and especially, too, for him to just keep signing the same guys after his season-long training camp. Mm. That's the other thing. If this was it, like I get it in year one. In year one, you might want to bring in some veteran guys that you know are good locker room guys or good players that still have some gas in the tank and say, okay, here's how I'm going to run some things. I want you guys to see it. But to bring them back in year two, it's like, well, what the hell? Now, the argument can be made. And I I, I did one of my favorite things, Joel. I built a spreadsheet. It's a very simple spreadsheet, mm-hmm. but it's still a spreadsheet. Um, that Chris Jones, you mentioned off the top of the intro, his coaching success. Mm-hmm. Guys generally been a decent coach everywhere he's been at but since adding the titles of like vp football ops head of popcorn operations uh two foot hot dog tester all that everything he's put on his plate chris jones in his career in the cfl is a 57 and 51 head coach okay Mm -hmm. his record counting to his first year in saskatchewan in 2016 his record as a head coach gm and everything is 31 and 45, including 0 and 4 this season. 5 and 13 his first year in Saskatchewan, 4 and 14 his first year in Edmonton, combined with a 10 and 8 and 12 and 6. So, is it just <laughs> most mo- clearly mad at something? Uh, oh, someone's, someone's, the- Chris Jones might be at the door of the doorbell to ring. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I just thought Mo was, was really, <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like you look at you look at this, and he's got his guys, which again five years ago brilliant signings. The guy clearly to some degree can still coach, but as a GM, as a personnel man, he's kind of dog shit. And I would mm. even argue that the ten and eight and twelve and six in Saskatchewan was less so him because they had. John Murphy before he started beating up random people, and Jeremy O'Day, who has proven to be at least a decent CFL general manager. Yeah. So so the two years in Saskatchewan where you went from 5 to 10 to 12, you had other personnel people with you. And this is not a slight to G. Roy Simon because I think G. Roy's got a great future in the league. He's got no real experience in that Edmonton front office and it's showing with uh, this terrible patched-up roster he's got that even includes such names as Toby Antigua and Josiah St. John. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, so I mean, it begs the question. Um, when you consider where Edmonton has gone, how sort of this has played out, are the riders better off that he took that, you know, analyst job or whatever he took with the Cleveland Browns? And I think the, I think the answer is yes. I, I, I think Chris Jones can still coach football. I think he can still coach defense, but I think we're at a point again in the CFL. And we've seen this a number of times and I'm starting to have my questions about how far Dave Dickinson is being spread to now about guys doing too many jobs in this league. You don't even really see it. You don't see it much in the NFL. I, I know right. in the NFL, the head coaches have a lot of power and control over the roster, and the GM is sometimes more of just like a cap guy or different things like that. But there is still right. more support, you know, in terms of building that roster outside of a guy like Bill Belichick, who is, you know, a man of his own, in his own in his own world, right? There's no one else quite like him. And it's hard. It is hard in today's world to do that, to do all things and to be good at everything at a certain well, point. It's, it's like, the, what is it? The Peter principle at a certain point, And in this case, he promoted himself too high, I think. And yes, yeah. I know. So I know some people have said, well, and you know, where was the, you know, how, what success has there been for Chris Jones outside of the year when since he's taken on sort of the GM roles and someone will say, well, they made the, you know, the made the East final and we're like one play away from making the great cup that year. Sure. They finished fourth in the West though. So right. they were 10 and eight, which is a fine record. There's nothing wrong with that, but I still wouldn't consider that a successful year. It was a good year. It was an okay year. It's not certainly a year that you can hang your hat on as a guy who should be a GM in the league for the next 20 years. Right. Right. And, and, and that's where it goes back to the, is the Riders' personnel success Jeremy O'Day or was it Chris Jones? And I would like to make the argument that it 100% was Jeremy O'Day. And without that, um, without the because let's face it, if Chris Jones stays after 2018, mm-hmm. 12 and 16, we know the way that Chris Jones governs. Yeah. Um, Jeremy O'Day would be someplace else right now. Probably. I mean, and John Murphy at some point or another is going to move on because that's what he does. Right, so so, so I think his supports around him go along. They keep he has this unwavering support for Stephen McAdoo for whatever reason. Yes, um, he's he's like we. I can appreciate that he is loyal to his guys, but he is loyal to his guys to a fault. And there are certain points where you have to cut bait, and he hasn't. And so, you know, I think if Chris Jones remains with the team, and it's hard to say for sure, you know, in twenty nineteen, you know, when they're hosting the West Final. Is that a year? Does that happen under Chris Jones? Maybe. I don't know, but I don't know if the roster builds the same way. No. Um, we certainly probably don't see Cody Fajardo as the quarterback in that magical year. Um, they probably try to gut it out with Zach Caleros, and unless he's in Winnipeg, I mean, I don't know if we ever see <laughs> the current Zach Caleros that we see now. And, you know, this franchise is on a completely different set, and maybe it's not so much, uh, you know, you know, they get the two, three good years out of it, and then it sort of falls off a cliff a little bit last year. But they were in a, perhaps a better position to rebound than they would have been had it been the Chris Jones bottom out. No, and and, and that's exactly it. I mean, you look at you looked at this Ryder team even last year, 
and went, okay, like they're at, at quarterback. It's no good. Whatever happened, whatever lightning in a bottle Cody Fajardo caught for two seasons, just completely dissipated in 2022. That was mm-hmm. completely gone. Right. Yep. Um, but you look at the team around them and I don't think there was a point last year where, you know, we really felt like there was a bottom out. There was still some youth, right? They yep. had, they had gone out, they'd signed some guys that were entering their prime, you know, with a nice mix of veterans. And if Cody doesn't hold on to the ball for 27 seconds, every time he gets the, gets the football, you know, is this a different, is this a different conversation we're having about last year? Right. But I would agree with you that, I, that I would take, I would take what the riders had, had built even 21, 22 and now 23 under Trevor Harris over what the Elks have, because the Elks right now look like a retirement home with no real hope. It reminds me of um, the Joe Mack Winnipeg days yeah, where you're like, what the hell are they doing? Like, there's nothing here. Michael Bishop, Stephen LaForce is our starting quarterback. Michael Bishop's our starting quarterback for the third time. Kevin Glenn's back. Like, it just, it seemed like the the wheels were spinning, and I don't think they have that with, with this team. And and I, I would agree with you. I think this would be a very different riders. Because you can essentially say, if Chris Jones is on this team, take those five, six guys in Edmonton yep. that aren't that good anymore. They're on this riders roster right now. Yep. No matter what. And does that keep other young guys from playing? Jaden Dalkey, for one, who's coming back this weekend or not this weekend, Thursday night. Because, you know, why play a football game on a weeknight? No. And I, I, I think there's other, in other ways, I think the organization would have been worse off. I think um, the off the field stuff that the, that the team is known for, had had been known for, you know, the community outreach, the, you know, different things that they may do. You know, making guys a little more available, being more around the area, I think that kind of dissipates a little bit. Um, you certainly don't see much of the coaches out. You probably rarely see like how if if this, if Chris Jones was still here right now, do you see like Trevor Harris out in the community a whole lot? Probably not. No. And right not. now you are. You're, you're they're doing the autograph signings. They're going places. They're doing things. There's still a long ways to go, but there is there's been an attempt in the last few years to start to repair some bridges that were just completely annihilated during the Chris Jones era. Yeah, yeah. You never saw players out. You never saw community appearances unless they were put put on by the players themselves. Yeah, yeah. Chris Chris Jones is so singular and focus minded, and the irony of a certain sports writer. Can you still call him that if he's just a curmudgeon on Twitter these days and not writing for anybody? Uh, saying that the Elks losing trends have been because and losing fans, losing connections is because of the name change. No, oh, it's because of Chris Jones. Victor Victor is doing a great job, but being held back by his own head coach in his roster. So to me, you build in the community, you get people out and sprinkle in some winning. Yep. And that seems to work. Like I, I don't I don't think the average CFL fan or the average person in a city who may attend a CFL game is necessarily looking for a team to be a contender for a great cup every year. No, Especially but... in those months of July and August, if it's nice. And you know what? You know what? The Elks are pretty fun this year. Or the Riders are pretty fun to watch sometimes. It's a nice day on Saturday. Let's go watch a football game. Even right. though even though maybe we're not season ticket holders, we maybe go to one game a year. We don't really watch on TV. But you actually draw those people in when people know they're going to have a good time. And part of having a good time isn't necessarily always knowing that you're going to get a win. But there's a chance you're going to get a win or that the game is at least going to be entertaining to watch. Right. And the and Elks that, didn't have not been offering that up. 
No, no, not at all. And it has nothing to do with the name, and it seems to have everything to do with with Chris Jones and this team, which, I mean, if you're a Saskatchewan fan, (laughs) kind of glad the shit show's coming into town at the right time. Yeah. So this past weekend, uh, there were a couple of entertaining games, and one one, eh, not so great, but entertaining in a way of uh, Ottawa getting their first win at home in 13 games, I believe, so... Uh, congratulations for them. Of course, Jeremiah Masoli coming back, so uh, things starting to look up for Ottawa a little bit, which is which is nice to see as we talk about teams, of course, that are struggling. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, there was only three games in the CFL this week. Oh and God. I know a few times a year that just because of the number of bye weeks all the teams get, we get the three-game weeks because they put three teams on a bye, and that's fine. I don't really have a problem with that in general. Right. Um, but it was, of course, Canada Day weekend. And in the past, in the not too, you know, not too long ago, the CFL made a really big deal and emphasis about wanting to play on Canada Day and wanted to be a big part of the weekend. They almost made it like their second Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And it was starting to reach that crescendo. Like, it wasn't quite there, but it was getting close, especially in the early 2010s. Like, I remember there was a gear... It, was, it wasn't too long ago. It was like a weird day. It was like a Saturday or it was like a Sunday... Or, or maybe even a Monday when Canada Day fell on and there were no games and people were like, where's the CFL games? Right. And so to me this year, for them to say, okay, we're going to throw out three games on Canada Day weekend. One's going to be Friday night between two pretty bad teams. Uh, one's going to be on Saturday night between a good team and yeah, a pretty good market overall, at least for television yeah. and some different things. And then we're going to put arguably two of our best teams in the league this year on a Monday night after that. Um, I don't know. And like they were all cross-divisional games too, which is generally, which are generally sort of the least interested yes. of the CFL games. Like the attendance generally isn't as good when East plays West. Ratings aren't generally as good as East when East plays West. Everyone does better across the board when they're playing within their own division. And that's not unique to the CFL by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it is more, it is far more dramatic in the CFL than perhaps any other league. Maybe baseball aside. And I don't know. Like, I've heard the reasons. I've heard people saying, you know, ah, well, I mean, yeah, okay, TV numbers will do pretty well. And they did. And great. But, you know, it's also a gate-driven league, and we're worried about, and you know, they don't think people are going to come out to the park in Canada Day weekend. It's like, okay, well, in the past they have. I mean, one of the greatest CFL games people ever talk about play was played on Canada Day. Yes. And I remember Taylor Field, well, I wasn't there. I didn't really follow the league or the team at that time, but from all accounts, Taylor Field was pretty electric that day. Um, as, it, as it tended to be, I, yeah. I like... So the last time, uh, as you were as you were going on, last time the CFL had a Canada Day doubleheader, Joel, yeah, 2016. Okay. And I remember that because it used to be something that, you know, everybody everybody kind of looked forward to, and yeah, like, it, it's okay. Like in a number of those years, of course, when Canada Day is on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah, don't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. But, but but like, and I get that. Like, unless yeah. so so, but but even okay. So you're going back, and let's let's call it. Feasible, like yeah. I get it. Your last Canada Day doubleheader was in 2016. In 2014 and 15, it fell on Wednesday, Thursday, right? So no, that that makes a ton of sense. But I don't understand why you're not putting it out there. And even 
yes, it is gate gate driven league. And yes, maybe you're worried about losing those people that are at the lake or out of town or visiting family or whatever may be happening. But this weekend proved by the TV numbers that you're going to get eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about it here that I always call the small, the small town Saskatchewan tests are the word or the work test, right? Where the conversation, you know, people, people like to talk football with people that Mm -hmm. know football. It's a, it's the, the water cooler conversation. And again, as I alluded to earlier, I was in Anglefeld, Saskatchewan this weekend for Friday, Saturday and part of Sunday. And the number one thing people kept bringing up to me, you know, those people you, you, you only see once in a while, like, oh, hey, John, how's it going? Hey, why is the CFL not playing games on Canada Day? Like, it, 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 it was it was a repeated theme throughout the weekend. So, yeah, are you going to wear it maybe a little bit in terms of your home game? Yeah, okay, maybe. Maybe, but I mean, the games this week were all in spots that don't necessarily always have the world's strongest attendance. And they all and look pretty good. They all look decent. I mean, Montreal is hard to read because there was a monsoon before the game. So, right. And, and <laughs> so the game whoever was, was left, I don't blame whoever left, to be completely honest. Well, and I mean, the, the, the weather was not great the no. entire night. The game was delayed by an hour and a half. You know, it, it's it's not the ideal no. situation. I mean, Ottawa, the Ottawa same... looked about the same as their home opener, so there was no concerns there. Montreal right. will take that as a write-off because of the weather. I don't think they ever announced the number either anyway. And Toronto was about what they always draw anyway. So, right. I don't know. Now, now, was this actually, is this maybe a concern in like Vancouver or Calgary or something? Maybe. But you can strategically put these games in places where you know attendance is going to be fine. Or at what point do does the league just lean into Canada Day as they should be, as they, they used be. to? Yeah. And yeah, you mentioned the atmosphere at Taylor Field. I the number of times since I moved out west that I have been in somebody's backyard for a barbecue or somebody's house on Canada Day watching the riders. I'm not a riders fan, but it almost it becomes the event that you base your day around. Mm-hmm. What do we all do on Canada Day? We typically have a barbecue someplace. We all typically get together with friends and family. And we all typically watch some fireworks. It's not like you're going up against something that... Yeah, and you, you went, there are a lot of people who go to the cabin or they go to the lake or they go camping or they do things like that. But you know what? It's July and August. That's happening every single weekend for the next eight weeks. Right. So if if you think this weekend is any different than any other, then maybe we this season should just shut down in July and August and start again in September. Love that. Like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. If it's nice out, it's, 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 it's funny because people ask me, you know, working in the car business and a customer facing business, you know, oh, it's nice outside. Everybody must be buying. Everybody must be in a buying mood. No, our best days are days that it's kind of shitty outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, because our people... best days are when it's, yeah, when it's a long weekend and it's hot. Right. <laughs> Naturally, you <laughs> yeah. work in a liquor store, right? But like our best days, you know, you think people summer in a buying mood. That's yeah. when they, they want to buy cars. Uh, also, fun fact, it's never a Christmas. Nobody buys each other a Christmas a car for Christmas. But the commercials. The commercials, <laughs> the commercials are bullshit, and I hate it. The, the and, commercials are just a big ploy by those big bow companies to get a few sales for the commercials. That's, and that's what, because I can tell you, I've seen the cost of our two giant bows we have at Toyota, and I'm sure that's what's driving the revenue. But you have a chance to own a day if not in, and, mm-hmm. and let's face it, what is the, what is one of the best distractors 
amongst family and friends if things are getting a little awkward. Yeah. I'll never forget this. I was at a, I was actually at a, um, it's actually a funeral. And there's a whole bunch of family in town and a whole bunch of that family does not talk to each other. So it was the same night as the uh, Mayweather-McGregor boxing match. So you know what? You're goddamn right I bought that boxing match because guess what? <laughs> Everybody came together over a thing. You forgot about the conflict you had going on with whatever aunt or cousin that you've heard mm -hmm. about. All of a sudden, everybody's just together watching two guys beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Or Floyd dodging over and over again and McGregor trying to beat the shit out of him. I yeah. digress. Like the thing, the the thing I can understand the CFL avoiding especially is playing in Toronto on Canada Day because that oh, Jays yeah. game is an event. Yes. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But to to me, two things need to happen on Canada Day. One, you avoid Toronto at all costs. Yeah. Like, like you'd have the Argos play. The Jays can be complete crap and drawing ten thousand fans a game outside of the home opener and that game. Exactly. Yep. They, they, they've. I remember in the dark days of the Blue Jays when they had those terrible black jerseys and went by the Jays. Um, they 100% were still selling out that game. So to me, you need two things. One, you need the Riders someplace. How the hell do the Riders not play? Yeah. I get it. If if the Riders are firm believers that they don't want to play at home on Canada Day, fill your boots. You're the league's fra flagship franchise. You can say mm. that. Second, at least, yeah. Right. But... They should be playing someplace for the TV draw. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's two, there's and, two teams. And honestly, if you put them in the right spot, the TV draw and the out-of-town crowd. Right. <clears throat> you go, you put them somewhere, you know, the Ryder fans in that area maybe then suddenly say, hmm, maybe we're not going to go away that weekend because the Riders are in town this year. Or there's a lot of people that don't go away. We all seem to be forgetting this. There is a ton yes. of people that stay in the city. You mentioned it, that Taylor Field crowd back on Canada Day used to be electric. Because guess what? Everybody's got the day off. It's not just like, let's fit. Who's going out of town? The people that go out of town are guys like you and me that have it pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the first to admit it. I got it pretty good. You got it pretty good, right? But the guy that maybe doesn't have it quite as good, that's got that day off all of a sudden. And some He's people just change. aren't into going into the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. I should show you how much shit I had to bring to Humboldt, which is an hour away with three kids. Yeah. I, I loved it. We had a great time. But holy crap. Right? So maybe you give an opportunity, same as Labor Day. Why do you think Labor Day is a thing? Labor Day is a thing because Joe Canadian has the day off. He can go yeah. to a game. It's not just guys like you and I that have kind of caught a couple bounces and got lucky or in a pretty good spot, right? So that's why I think you need to have these games on these holidays and just say, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're going to lose the guy that's going to drive five, six hours from out of town. Yeah. Maybe he's going to sell his tickets. You promote it, right? Maybe you get some other people in the door because then, hey, it's Canada Day. It's nice out. Let's go do something. Uh, and correct promotion yep. is definitely not Kim Mitchell. <laughs> Well, I remember even, was it, it was two years ago where they didn't have the Thanksgiving Day game in Montreal and everyone in Montreal was like, hey, where's the game? Right. And this was in the middle of, you know, Montreal kind of being a bit of a down market at the time. And they were asking, where's our Thanksgiving Day game? Like right. these things count and these things matter if you keep doing them. And it's because you don't want to talk to your family that much. So you put on sports and ignore them. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.